Today on our... I'm Tamara Banks and welcome to Denver Decides. This community partnership is dedicated to accessible and transparent elections. The partnership includes the League of Women Voters of Denver, Interneighborhood Cooperation, and is presented by Denver 8 TV. Our mission today is to present a candidate form in anticipation of the general election coming up on Tuesday, November 6th. Among other offices, this election includes the candidates vying to represent constituents in Colorado State Senate from District Number 34. Senate District 34 is located in Central West and Northwest Denver. Our format includes timed openings and closing statement from each of the candidates that will be followed by rounds of questions that have been submitted by the organizers of the forum. Since we do have a time limit, we may not be able to get to all of the submitted questions. I want to advise you here that there are two candidates on the November ballot for this seat in the Colorado Senate. Republican candidate Gordon Alley was invited to the forum but chose not to participate. So let's begin by meeting the other candidate on the ballot for the seat, Democrat Julie Gonzalez. Ms. Gonzalez, welcome to the forum. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for being here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You bet. So we're going to begin with uh, a one-minute opening statement, and you'll look to the uh, timekeepers for your cues. Okay, you can begin. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. My name is Julie Gonzalez, and I'm a candidate running to serve uh, the constituents of Northwest and downtown Denver. I've dedicated my life to organizing um, young people, Latinos, and um, working class people um, to get involved in uh, the issues that really impact their lives. Because as I've told uh, communities for years, you know, if you're not at this, if you're not at the table, it's probably because you're you're on the menu. We we're living in a time in which our community communities um, need representation at the state capitol, and I've dedicated my life to organizing communities around issues of affordable housing, immigrant rights, and educational justice, and look forward to having a good conversation with you here today. All right. Thank you, Ms. Gonzalez. Now we're going to move to the questions, sure. and you'll have one minute to answer each question. Your first question, what methods have you or will you use to meet or engage with citizens in your district? You know, when we started this campaign, um, the, the yeah. conventional wisdom is that you go to the places where there's the highest turnout um, in uh, the Democratic primaries and then also in our general elections. And um, we turned that uh, in our campaign on its head. And we said, no, you know what? The folks who are always involved, they're going to be involved in, in this election as well. Um, where we want to start are the communities that haven't participated in uh, the Democratic process, right? And so we actually started our campaign by going to the communities that had the lowest uh, voter turnout and started there and asked communities uh, in Globeville, in Westwood, in Lincoln Lalma Park, what are the issues that are most important to you? What are you angry about? What are you hopeful for? And that really formed uh, the backbone of our campaign and our, our policy platform. Okay. 
Our next question then is give one or two ideas by which you think the state legislature can reduce homelessness. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we heard time and time again um, from those communities in Lincoln Lalma, in Westwood, and in Globeville um, was just um, a lot of anxiety around the rising cost of living and, um, you know, a lot of um, fear as to whether folks will be able to continue to afford their rent um, and uh, or, or make their, their next mortgage payment. And, you know, we're living in a, in a time where too many Coloradans are just a paycheck away from um, or an emergency away from being out on the streets. And so, um, you know, part of what I feel like we need to do is to um, make housing more affordable and then also provide and, and establish a lot more protections for renters um, here in the state of Colorado. Um, I myself live in an affordable housing unit. I know how transformational that has been for me in my life. And um, the, the first way to, to really combat housing uh, a homelessness is to really make more um, housing available and make it affordable and accessible for folks to, to be able to, to access. All right. Thank you. Our next mm -hmm. question. Colorado has fallen near the bottom of all states in funding education. What specifically would you like to see done to change that? You know, uh, my mom uh, was a was a, an, a second grade teacher. She taught me um, when I was in elementary school, and um, thanks to her love and encouragement, I went on to graduate from Yale. Um, you know, I I know and I understand the importance uh, and the transformative nature of education, and yet, just like you mentioned, um, Colorado is uh, not doing a good enough job of actually putting the dollars in the classroom where they need to go. Too many, half of our school districts across the state are deeply underfunded um, and they're operating on four day weeks now. And so, you know, I, while I'm an, a, a huge supporter of Amendment 73 to get more dollars into the classroom, we actually need to do a better job of getting those dollars um, to teachers and pay teachers what they're worth. And then also um, make sure that students are getting all of the support that they need in order to graduate and go on and, and be successful for their for um, the state of, of Colorado and its economy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Before we go on to our next question, I just want to remind our viewers that we do have a second candidate that is uh, Gordon Alley. He was invited and uh, decided not to join us this evening. So now we'll continue on with the questions sure. for uh, candidate Julie Gonzalez vying for the state Senate seat from District 34. Julie, your next question is, by many measures, marijuana has been a success. Do you think it is working well? And what tweaks might the state still need to do? You know, I work in a, in a criminal uh, defense law firm uh, where for years we witnessed uh, the criminalization of communities, oftentimes communities of color, low-income communities, um, for utilizing marijuana. And um, so I'm really excited to see that we have um, been able to uh, take a lot of those uh, low-level, nonviolent drug offenses off the table, right? And that has gone a long way here in the state of Colorado. It's also provided, marijuana has also provided um, incredible economic benefits um, uh, to uh, the construction of new schools in our state, right? I do think that there are still um, uh, efforts to uh, be able to ensure that from seed to sale, um, that we are able to track and monitor um, uh, uh, the, the, the production of marijuana. And I do, I, I look forward to being able to work alongside folks in the industry as well as community, um, 
community activists and organizations to make sure that we're doing our very best uh, to ensure um, uh, uh, regulation, but also um, uh, thoughtful um, uh, regulation of, the, of this industry. I think it's really important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, if elected, which one local Denver issue will be your highest priority for legislation that you would sponsor? You know, uh, all throughout this campaign, as I've been knocking doors, um, I keep hearing um, this this deep anxiety um, and this hope uh, for an increase in affordable housing. And I think for a long time, uh, you know, the, the, the state of Colorado has sort of uh, left that to uh, the municipalities uh, to address. And I do think that we have a real opportunity in Colorado um, to, to, as a state, also um, put forward policies that will support the creation of uh, more affordable housing units, whether that's through the creation of a statewide affordable housing fund, or whether that's also um, putting policies in place to protect renters. Um, you know, right now there's a prohibition on rent control at the state level. And I look forward to addressing legislation to um, repeal that prohibition so that, that that way Denver can then have the conversation as to whether rent control is a is a policy that, that, that makes sense for Denver. Maybe it makes sense in Denver, maybe it doesn't. But we should be able to have the conversation, and I look forward to, to working with lots of uh, different communities um, across the city and across the state to make that happen. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Next question from our sponsoring partners. What are your top three priorities for small businesses if you are elected? You know, having worked um, at the law firm, at the Meyer Law Office, uh, back when it was just uh, myself and um, and the lead attorney, Hans Meyer, we've now built our firm uh, to be uh, a small business of, you know, 15 different employees. And so I firsthand know just how difficult um, it is to be able to, you know, provide health insurance for all of your employees. And so I think that um, that's that's something that's really important to me at the state level is to um, find ways to make health care more accessible and affordable um, for all Coloradans um, and, and thereby, you know, making it easier for small businesses um, to also uh, be able to, to, to provide that health care to their employees as well. I also think that um, there are lots of um, different opportunities that we have to streamline um, and make it easier for small businesses um, to, to, to succeed. You know, I think especially um, around um, uh, one of the things that I've been learning a lot about in, in Senate District 34 has been around the need for um, more local food options, right? And so whether that's co-ops um, or whether those are... Um, uh, small restaurants, right? Creating, streamlining some of the regulatory processes there um, to be able to uh, allow those small businesses to actually thrive. Um, I look forward to working um, with folks in community to make that happen. All right. Next question: Give one or two ideas by which you think the state legislature can improve the affordability of housing. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned before, I do think that. Um, uh, 
a lot of the dollars that are out on the table um, uh, are put forward by municipalities, right? And we do have um, we do have some funding uh, mechanisms at the state level, and I look forward to increasing those uh, those funds avail uh, that are available through the creation of a statewide affordable housing fund. I do think that that'll be critically important um, because to pretend that this is just uh, that the affordable housing uh, crisis is only affecting Denver proper and that it's not impacting, for instance, Lakewood or Thornton or Westminster, right? Um, we all are invested in making sure that that Colorado is a place where everyone can thrive, regardless of you know whether you've you know you're an old school North Sider born and raised or whether you've affirmatively chosen to live um, here in Colorado. Everyone should be able to um, afford um, a place to live here in our state, and I think those are the policies that we can put forward. Okay, Ms. Gonzalez, I think we've got one last question for you. Sure. What further steps does the state need to make around incarceration and sentencing? And does Colorado still have a war on drugs? Mm -hmm. You know, I do believe um, that there there is a lot of work to do um, to um, to address uh, the sentencing guidelines that are currently in place here in the state of Colorado. Um, we often see um, uh, incarceration being used as the first uh, remedy as opposed to rehabilitation, particularly um, as we're navigating right now an opioid crisis. Um, we're seeing incarceration as the first step as opposed to rehabilitation and treatment options. Now, I know that there's a ballot initiative here at the, at the local level that I'm really supportive of, Caring for Denver initiative, that will try to get more dollars um, to uh, treatment options and to mental health options. Um, but there's more work that we need to do at the state level. And I do think that there is a really important conversation to be had with bringing together the stakeholders from the mental health community, from the substance um, abuse and, and, and treatment uh, community, as well as the criminal justice system to be able to think through what, how can we um, better serve uh, members of our community? Because Believe it, you know, whether or not you support treatment or whether you think that, that incarceration should be the only answer, at the end of the day, folks are going to come back into our community. Um, and, and we need to make sure that we're setting those communities up for success through treatment and rehabilitation um, and not just incarceration. Okay. <clears throat> That's the end of the questioning. And now it's mm -hmm. time for the closing statement. So you will have a minute and a half, 90 seconds, mm -hmm. for your closing statement, Julie Absolutely. Gonzalez. Well, I do thank you all for the opportunity to participate in this in this event. You know, um, as I mentioned, I dedicated my life to working alongside communities to to make uh, make a space for everyone to participate in the policies that directly impact their lives. And I I really do believe that when we actually listen to the folks who are directly impacted by policies, whether those are young people, whether those are elders in our community, um, whether we're we're talking about how a proposal could impact both downtown Denver as well as rural Colorado. That's going to be incredibly important for us to do um, as we really tackle the issues that are confronting us as a state. You know, it is, it is um, incredibly important for us to uh, meaningfully address uh, growth here in the state of Colorado. Um, because, you know, Colorado is awesome and everybody wants to live here, um, which means that we need to be thoughtful about the policies we put forward to address affordable housing, to address transportation, and to make sure that we have um, 
that we're being sustainable in how we um, in how we grow, and so um, on on those and a host of other issues, um, I fund I fundamentally believe that when you listen to the folks who are impacted, you end up with better policies. And so um, I look forward to working uh, alongside all of you uh, to um, you know really achieve a Colorado where we can live with um, dignity and respect and a clean environment and um, a Colorado where everyone has the right to a home and where everyone has the right to health care. Those are all values that are critically important to me. And um, if you agree, you know, I really encourage you to um, go to uh, GoVoteColorado.com and make sure that you're registered to vote. And um, if you need to do, uh, if you need to update your voter registration to do so, because um, this, this election is going to be critically important from the bottom of the ballot to the top. And so um, thank you all so much for this opportunity. It's been an honor. All right. Thank you. you. One more reminder that there are two candidates on the ballot seeking the seat in the Colorado Senate from District 34. Republican candidate Gordon Alley was invited but chose not to participate. Thank you to Democratic candidate Julie Gonzalez for being here. Appreciate it. Our thanks to the Denver Decides partners, including Interneighborhood Cooperation and the League of Women Voters of Denver. Denver Decides is presented by Denver 8 TV. Remember, the election is Tuesday, November 6th. Let your voice be heard. Be sure you are registered and be sure to go out and vote. For complete election information, go online to denverdecides.com. I'm Tamara Banks. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Take care.